Hi and welcome to Karate Over Coffee. My name is Shane McMahon and I'm your host. This is a podcast dedicated to my experiences in karate. I started karate as soon as I could walk. My parents owned a full-time dojo, so I literally grew up in the dojo as our house was on top. I've lived and breathed karate my whole life and I've trained with some really amazing sensei, competed for my country, and I've learned so much about the evolution and history of karate. And I'm here to share my experiences and learn. Enjoy. And um, my response to that type of thing is do better. Yeah, yeah. Just do better because it's false. Mm. Uh, because uh, one of the medalists in the Olympics was from that same style, did that oh, same yeah. same type of kata, and they won. Yeah. They uh, somebody from that style, that same athlete, won a continental championships. Um, a somebody from that style got second place in the all japan championships last year and so it's not about style it's about execution mm. and people who blame it on style need to do better so if, so if it's based on execution what um what are, what are things that people aren't doing good enough or well enough or too big too small so or is it uh, an individual it's, it's, it's a combination of things. First of all, no matter what style, I, I, I'm going to use this term cleaner. You have yeah. to be clean. And yeah. what I mean by cleaner is a lack of unnecessary movement, a lack of wind up, mm -hmm. better body mechanics. I, I, de I do not like the word power yeah. in, as it relies to doing kata. I think when you tell people to be more powerful or to be stronger, they muscle it and they yeah. try to... Um, uh, overpower and then that uh, actually has a detrimental impact because they become tense their shoulders their, their technique becomes poor yeah. so but they have to be I, I talk to people about being faster yep uh, relaxing more and tightening in the right spot so all, all of the things that are attributed to good karate yes right. yes and that's what what I uh, what what are the underlying principles of apex karate performance? When we talk about, I, I use the term good karate a lot, and that's one of the underlying principles or concepts that I do use in apex karate performance. Regardless of what style you are, mm. regardless of what level of competition that you want to compete at, you should be able to win with good karate. Mm. No, like you, like we talked about, no unnecessary stomping, no unnecessary gi slapping, no over-exaggerated scream for a ki that was one of the big things that that changed right no one of the the squinty squinty looks i have that's i'm saving part of that for another future podcast myself but so, oh, so you're, you're keeping all the good stuff for your podcast i'm, I'm holding yeah exactly right. exactly but right. but that's one of one of the concept one of those things that if you want to be better do better do all of those things better mm. punch faster relax better have better proper prop, uh body mechanics it doesn't matter what style you are mm. or what kata that you do i firmly believe um that because here's the thing everybody does you look at recent over the past year or, or whatever everybody does papuden everybody does anandai everybody does ohandai everybody does supadenpei everybody does everybody does chatanyira why because those are the kata that 
when people win, those are the kata that they're doing. Yeah. It's not that the kata themselves are what is making the person win. And that's where I wish we would go back to people would be adventurous, be brave, do different kata, just do them better. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Nipai Po. Right, exactly. Antonio Diaz did Nipai Po in the first round of the Olympics. Yeah. Nobody, you know, exactly. Man, it's he, not the kata. Diaz, I would fanboy all over him if I ever met him. He's, yeah. He's like, whenever I look at kata, kata um, he, he's the one I look at to compare it to. And I know he's a little bit old, he's a little bit older and a bit slower and, but yeah, he's, I always enjoyed his, how clean and neat his cutter looked. Yeah. And so, yeah. And you know, he, he was, a, he was a great, great competitor, right? And so great, great kata, great technique. And so, you know, that's where it becomes less about, about the competitor, I'm sorry, the kata and more about the execution of the kata. So when people ask me these things, it, it, it really is as simply as do better, be faster, be sharper, be crisper. That comes down to, like you said, good karate, relaxing, knowing when to relax, knowing how to relax. Mm. Um, you know, I just watched the, the, the European under 21 championships is, is, is going on right now. And Enes uh, from Turkey got first place in the under 21. And I watched his unsu just a few minutes ago. One of one of my athletes sent me the video, and uh, I actually think that his kata might be better than Ali, who got bronze in the in the uh, in the uh, the Olympics. And so I'm looking at it like I think his kata is better. Um, it's cleaner. So um, you know th those are the type of things. Now the study of how to do all of those things. Well, you know, I'll, I'll send you my PayPal and we can talk about those separately. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that, how do, how do, how do people generally uh, find you? Is it, is it athletes that contact you or is it their sensei or is it a combination of those? Or, or do you go seeking, seeking out particular athletes? Or? It, all of the above have happened in, in certain circumstances. So um, I, I, I described how Apex got started. I was mm -hmm. actually so... Uh, at the dojo that I was going to when I lived back in the United States for, for a short period of time, the, um, one of the, the students there, um, you know, when, I, when he found out that I had been on the national team and, and whatnot, had asked me to kind of help start coaching him. And so we had kind of a, a couple of us had like a Sunday morning training class. And it was like just going over some competition stuff. The, we had a Sunday morning, like an informal just competition uh, training class or you know two sometimes three of us and then one of my friends who i made uh was a, a kumite athlete but has his own dojo okinawan mm. a traditional okinawan gojuryu does uh matayoshi kobudo but also competes you know has competed at wkf series a events uh, around the world you know approached me and said you know hey sensei um i'm a, I'm a kumite guy I'm not a kata competitor, but I have these students who want to compete and try to become on the, on the U.S. national team. Mm. Uh, can you help them? Well, that was, and that was, and that was, that was kind of where, like, maybe we can turn this into something. And that was kind of the nucleus of what ultimately became Apex Scott's performance. And then I've had people reach out to me on 
uh, social media, contact me and say, hey, uh, I'm here and uh, I don't have a, a, uh, a coach or a sensei. Can you help, can you help me? Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I have an athlete that I've, I've been working with today. She couldn't make it today. Um, but, uh, over the last several weeks and over the, since last year, we've been working together and then, um, she, you know, she got second place in the, the China national championships earlier this year, or, or I guess it was last year now at the end of last year. And then, um, another student, um, who, uh, sensei had passed away, mm-hmm. dojo had closed and, I think started following me on Instagram or something like that, or liked one of my images. And I looked at like, you know, who is this person or what, you know, what are they at? And I saw that we were from the same area. And then I started looking through theirs and they actually had a post to where they were looking for like, does anybody know uh, anybody who's a coach or a sensei around in this area? And so I reached out and I said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. We're in the same area. Um, Maybe we can, maybe we can, uh, work together and uh, then we, we we had a training session and um, they, they they liked what, what what I had to say what I had to offer and then that person ended up being come becoming my personal student mm. so it's it's been a com- oh and then uh, recently I had a friend of mine reach out to me that uh, a friend of theirs had reached out to them and said hey you know Michael can uh, we would like to, you know, maybe could, could we train with Michael? We don't know him and we don't feel comfortable reaching out to him, but mm. could you ask for us if we could, we could set up a training session and, and then we, and then we did that. And so, um, it's, it's all of the above, you know, and I've. So how does, how does the training, do they send videos or do you do live or how, how does it work? So sometimes also a combination of all of that before. Uh, it, it, it's always best if we have the ability to train in person, obviously. Yeah. Um, because some of the things that I talk about can be, as, as you probably guessed, can be very different than uh, what you've heard before, or what they've been mm. instructed in before, from how they move their feet to how they move their hips to how they, you know, talking about engaging the back muscles or how you how you engage your lats and how you punch and things like that might might are probably going to be very different how you stand your 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 body positioning and center how you control your center of balance and things like that might be very different than things that they'd heard before and so the ability to train in person is ideal yeah um given today's current situation that's not always possible so and or where they're located geographically. So what I will do first is I would ask them to send me some videos of themselves from a variety of different angles. And so I can just have a basic understanding of how they move to begin with, what level they're at or how they how they move physically, how they move their feet, how mm. they move their hands. And then we will do, you know, FaceTime or, or a Zoom call and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, if they are, depending on what kata they do or what style they are, uh, I may be more, uh, like for example, I'm, I'm, I have a shitoji background also. So if somebody comes to me and says they're shito, then I know what shito is supposed to look like. Mm. And then I will say, no, that is stylistically, that is incorrect. If you're doing shitoji and your hips are forward, in neko, if you're in neko ashitachi and your hips are completely forward and your chest is forward and you're doing shitoji, that is wrong. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I will, I will make that type of technical correction that that is not the way it's supposed to be done, for example. Or you lost your balance there because you were 
you know, you, you, your body rocked back onto your heels and then you, you didn't have good balance or you didn't have. So the things that I will look at are slightly different or I will adjust them based on what style they're doing. So as I, I, I speak in general concepts, not about uh, what um, stylistic, I'm, I guess. So it's about concepts versus the style. And so, go ahead. Have you had any negative feedback from from... I mean, not not all sensei are uh, open to different ideas and feedback on on how to move. Have you had any negative views on that, or, or you, you already? I would assume you'd have a pretty good relationship with that sensei already. So if if there, so this is where it, if if this that sensei is coming to me, then what I also say is, um, this is what. You know, when you're in the dojo and you're doing what I what we would call curriculum, your your dojo curriculum, then do it however your sensei says that you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about your competition aspects, because for example, I'll give you an an example. You could say, let's take let's use Okinawan Gojudo. You could have four Okinawan Gojudo practitioners from different groups, and they do things. They all do things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. When somebody comes to me with a gojudu kata, my standard default is, how does JKF goju kai do it? Mm. If we're talking about competition. And so I don't care what you do in the dojo, but if you're going to do supadimpe or kururumpa in competition, USNKF, WKF sponsored competition, mm. I would suggest that you do it this way. This is how I am going to show you how to do it. Uh, because that's kind of the standard, right? That's what you see. And if you want to do well, and so this is where I kind of also differentiate karate and sport from, you know, or martial art and sport. Sport has rules, like Ken Nishimura. Yep. Try to run out of bounds to use the rules in his minus 75 bout. Yep. And he got caught with a high kick with like 0.1 second left. Yeah. Yep. And he lost. And so there was a commentator who uh, in Japanese who was like, no, I've watched the video and he wasn't trying to run away. He was like cutting the distance. And I was like, no, he was running away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's because, the rules. Yeah. Oh. And, and the rules allowed him to do that. And yet, he was 1-0, and he would have won if the guy's kick had been just a little bit slower or he had gotten out of bounds just a little bit faster, mm. but that's the rules, right? So when you, you compete, then this is how you're going to do it. So, and I, I can separate competition from, like, traditional, if you will. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have that difficulty. And so yes. when... When we're when we're doing, for example, Gojuju, Subadimpei, or Kurudumpa, this is how you should do it. Because this is what will win. The yeah. goal of winning competition is to win. Right? So nobody went to the Olympics with the idea that, man, I don't care about that gold medal. I'm just so happy to be here. Well, um, I think if you did, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking, no, okay, yeah, let's, that's right. let's, let's set karate aside for a minute. Nobody went, nobody no. competing in the 100-meter, you know, the men's or the women's 100-meter uh, you know, sprint dash is thinking, you know what? I'm just here to, I'm just here to run. 
Yeah. No, they're 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 in it to win it. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. So, uh, you know that that's where. So that that's kind of what I will do when they come to me. Is if you want to compete, this is how you should do it. How how do you vet the athletes? How how do you pick and choose who you want to work with? Have you have you said no to people? And uh, I haven't really had to do that to to, to do that yet. Um, Great, because I'm feeling like a comeback. <laughs> You never know, man. Hey, master's division, right? The, the experience division. Bro, I'm still in my 30s. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> I'm, a couple, I'm a couple of days away from, from turning 40, but anyway. There you go. There I you just go. Look, I just look old. Thanks, mate. Thanks for, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> well, we won't, see, we won't yeah. get into the discussion of, 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 of what age group I compete in. So, <laughs> Super vets. The, uh, so when you're uh, – so you haven't said no to anybody as yet i haven't had to say no to anybody as yet there are some that i will there what's happened is i've kind of like okay uh we will just kind of distance ourselves if i if i if i'm not sure uh, if i'm not comfortable or if if the situation doesn't like okay that's fine we'll just like i'm not going to pursue you yep. to continue yep. the training yeah if you don't pursue me yep yep um and what about uh how, how do you look at somebody I mean, if, if somebody came from, let's say, Australia and wanted to train with you, but they didn't quite fit what you wanted. So uh, I don't look at it that way. Okay. So I, 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 I try to, I want to get to know somebody first. I want to know why they're doing mm. what, they're, what they're doing. Um, you know, we have this presumption that people are doing karate and they're good people which isn't always necessarily the case but yeah, a lot but but a, a lot of you know the vast majority of karate people are good people you know there's it's and so when i look at why why are they doing what is their goals i i kind of look at apex as how can i help them achieve their goals at whatever level that is mm. if i have if i have some skill and so like even my videos on my youtube channel i put out stuff that should be applicable to any karate practitioner, mm. regardless of whether they're they do competition or um, practical bunkai or just regular dojo. They just want to go to the dojo. Everything that I put out should be applicable to you to help you improve your karate, no matter what it what it is. Mm. You know, one video. You know, one of my one of my seems to be one of the popular videos is just my maigiri video. Um, yeah. Like I don't know if you if you know, I, but I uh, adapted how I teach my getting. Awesome. And, and and you know, so did my my sensei in in Japan, who's eighty eight. Oh wow! No. Thank you very much. He either cop copied me, or because I put a video on it, or yeah. he copied you, or he's been doing it for so long. So either way. <laughs> It's the same as an eighty-eight-year-old. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. The, the way that I, he I kicks is not saying. the way that he teaches it. Yeah, the way that he teaches it. Okay, yeah, perfect. Well, that's awesome, man. Thank you very much for saying that. Um, and so you know, and, and another another one is uh, I how to train kata at home. Uh, I did it here in in my living room, and I and I taped off some spot on the floor, and I set the video up in the living room, mm. and I intentionally used. A kihongata, you know, uh, a, a basic kata 
rather than a competition kata or an advanced kata mm. to show that it's the concepts of what you're doing mm. on how to train when you have limited space, not the kata itself. If you understand what I'm doing in the video and how I'm doing it, you can apply that to any kata that you do, whether it's a competition, whether it's supadimpei, chatan, ana, whatever. Um, but I intentionally, for, for my training for that video, I intentionally chose a basic introductory kata. And what is your what, what is your YouTube page? Your YouTube? Uh, Apex Karate Performance. Apex Karate Performance, not Apex Performance Karate. No, 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 no. If you Google Apex, Apex Performance Karate, you probably might not find it. Apex Karate Performance. Apex Karate Performance. Yeah. Now, be so be before you before you wrap up, um, coffee. Which is, coffee. But we've yeah, been coffee. talking for you know close. Uh, what's it? more than two hours now so you've drank all your coffee um, yeah my coffee is empty unfortunately but i have yeah. this awesome starbucks mug from from japan here oh so, so this is what my, my coffee not one is one of my official uh karate over coffee yeah. mugs yeah and unfortunately i need to get some uh some 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 coffee mugs made yeah oh well i'll i'll, I'll definitely send send you on over but uh, what is what is your coffee preference how do you have your coffee uh, I, I, I like uh, lattes, cafe latte. That's mm. kind of my, my, my standard go-to. I drink um, almond milk, kind of soy. Uh, just regular, you know, whatever we can get here. It's actually a Korean import milk. Um, okay. But generally, I prefer uh, organic whole milk if I could get it. Yep. But obviously, that's difficult here. Uh, um, but for coffee, I drink Black Rifle Coffee from the United States. It's a small veteran-owned company uh based out of utah i believe salt lake city utah area okay and uh, so i support it. it's called black rifle coffee yep uh, and then it's owned by a vet yeah uh u.s army veteran okay so um that's great we uh you know you get on the coffee there going completely off the topic of karate but my uh i was i was never much of a, a coffee drinker for a long time and uh we we had the opportunity to go to vienna on a, a trip my wife and i and she kept talking about viennese coffee and i was like yeah whatever 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 viennese and or vietnamese viennese from, viennese. from vienna yeah, vienna yeah. austria yep so uh we went and uh it's really good <laughs> so that kind of turned me on to this is what good quality coffee tastes like yep uh, well have you had vietnamese coffee I have had Vietnamese coffee, and that is... I, uh, I love that coffee, too. A jolt of adrenaline oh. in a cup. It's it's a punch <laughs> to the face. And well, the throat. Yeah. Well, uh, in another uh, episode, I think I, I was talking to Josh about it. When I was in New York, the coffee there... It's very yeah. weak, I thought. Well, be careful. You know, New Yorkers will probably take exception to that. Well, Matt, I, was uh, have, I have to have 12 extra shots in my Starbucks coffee to, to get up to the level of what we have in... Have you been to Australia before? I have not uh, had the opportunity to be, uh, make it to Australia yet. We, we are coffee snobs. Yeah. You can go anywhere basically in Australia and get a good quality cup of coffee. Yeah. But overseas, well, I mean, mm, struggle. Struggle street. I will, I will enjoy that when I, when I get the opportunity to come. I, uh, so my... Uh, I was hoping that to make it to Australia and New Zealand uh, oh, since yeah. I'm here, here in Asia right now, but that obviously is not that far away. Not that far away. It's a 10 hour trip. 
only 10 hour trip yeah <laughs> well as uh, as i've said before that this it's a it's a hard it's a hard um issue for australian athletes kata kumite any any athlete any karate athlete to do exceptionally well overseas you might get the odd, odd person but you're not going to get 10 quality athletes winning medals or placing top five top 10 because we're so far away from everywhere for us to go to any sort of decent competition it's it's japan and um, that's probably a, the closest and that's a, a nine hour trip and right. it's all self-funded you know so it that's where you know i kind of touched on this in the uh my last podcast in the after action report about the olympics but the the, the qualification process for yeah. the Olympics and the way it was structured with events every month, uh, yeah. spread out all around the world, you know, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, South America. Um, one event up in North America was grueling, and mm. you know, it's like you said, it's it that that is only exacerbated by if you live in a country like australia that is just geographically where it's at it makes it so much harder yeah you know imagine you know some of these you know south american athletes also for example you know to, depending on where you're at you've got to fly up to miami yep. to then catch another flight somewhere else to get to where where you're trying to go and so yeah there's yeah, also yeah, the, I, the funding aspect too i mean countries like iran turkey um in some South American countries, they they're government funded, or they have scholarships or, or whatnot. Um, and America would be would be very similar. You know, it's all no. amateurs. Yes, yeah, it's predominantly self funded. Yeah. So that's where I mean, and it was self funded when I was an athlete. Yeah. You know, we, uh, I actually had to borrow the money to compete internationally from my girlfriend who you know now my now my wife but i i yeah at, at first i wasn't working yet after i graduated college and so i had to actually borrow money from her because i was training so much that i couldn't i couldn't work. really work yeah. until i until i got it all you know until i i, I you know eventually I, I i ended up getting a job and then kind of doing that and, and making that adjustment but but when i first got when i first started competing internationally uh, i was like i I'm, I'm training five six hours a day yeah and i have to sleep sometime to so that i'm able to train that time and then that's that but doesn't leave a lot for the training and, yeah, and it, it, i'm like I, I don't know how this is going to work and so yeah. the and yes, countries like Iran, uh, Azerbaijan, I think Kazakhstan, some of those countries, the Ukraine maybe, where the, the government pays for it. But for example, in, you know, I assume Australia is very similar. The United States, the U.S. Olympic Committee, uh, well, the NKF, they, do, they don't get government funding. Yeah, same, yep. And so uh, the burden lies predominantly on the athlete. And that's one of the topics that... Um, I, you know, and I, and I can't speak for what the, the climate, the business or whatever community, I don't know the relationships that the Australian Federation has, but I think that there should be more effort made by these national federations to get yeah. corporate sponsorship at the, at the, at the federation level, mm. 
not, I mean, yes, athletes can get individual sponsorships and stuff like that. And you can see, you know, the NK, the WKF allows them to put the patches on their sleeve because, yeah. but that shouldn't be, that shouldn't have to be necessary mm. that you have to get sponsors at the yeah. individual level. Um, yeah. I, I think that, and in karate makes it even harder. I mean, if you're a track and field athlete and you get sponsored by Nike or Adidas or Reebok, then yeah, that's great. They cover all of that and they, they can do that. But, you know, nobody, you know, oh, you're sponsored by Adidas for, for karate or whatever. That's great. They gave you some some pads and some... And a gi, yeah. And a dogi, right? That, you know, and maybe a little bit of money, but, you know, they're not they're not funding you and giving you a stipend so that you can live on, yep. on that. So... Yep. I know at least in, in the U.S., uh, because when, when karate became an official Olympic sport and they were going through the qualifying process, a little bit more money came out of the U.S. Olympic Committee down to the Federation for a number of athletes that looked like they were going to be able to qualify. But that was the exception rather than the rule. And so I would, yep. I would, I would look at ways, you know, I, you know, if I was the HMFIC, if I was in charge, I would try and figure out ways that at the federation level to get more sponsorship yeah. to be able to take that financial burden off of the athletes so that they can they can train i mean especially well, yeah you know for you guys yep well the i mean now you've got zoom you've got videos youtube uh, youtube sensei uh but we've also you've also got apex karate performance as a, as a way to for your for you to improve your own karate that's right. That's right. <laughs> Apex Karate performance. That's it, man. You're evolving. <laughs> the traditionalists won't like it, but anyway, that's that's how we roll. But I am a traditionalist. I know, and that's what makes it See? so interesting. Like, if anybody yeah. turned around and said, "Oh, he, he just he's a cutter. He just teaches WKF cutter." Well, hold on a second. Like, I also have a, a few other strings in my bow. Right. That's right. And, and yeah, it's and that. Uh, that's, that's why I wanted you on, on my podcast. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you very much. I, it, was, it was great, great time. You know, I've been listening to your podcast. I listened to what you were talking about, Kata, the other day and uh, interviewed oh, with that, that, was a bit, that one was a bit controversial. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I mean, that's fine. Well, look, Kata is, Kata is whatever you want Kata to be, um, whether it's a competition, um, whether it's for a clinging on to some, some sort of culture, um, or if it's self-improvement, self-development, or for the, for that odd, that occasion that may or may not ever happen that somebody tries to hurt you. Um, so that's the way I look at the, the cutter. And, uh, for me, my competition days are, are over. They, they were very short too, very short, but my competition I mean, that afternoon was it was short but that afternoon was yeah. a long afternoon it was a it was the best bow i've ever done um <laughs> but so my 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 view on cutter is is different but i still appreciate and still i still teach competition style cutter because i i love that aspect of it um but after having this chat i might have to change how i teach cutter <laughs> so uh i look at it even a little bit broader i look at it as Karate in general, this is this is what was one yeah. of the big frustrations for me. Not the Olympics, but in the social media hubbub that happened during, pre-during yeah. the Olympics, mm. is 
how I mean, it got to the point to where I walked, I saw one thread that one thread on Facebook that was like like name calling almost. Mm, yeah. And 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 so I read this article recently to where somebody actually broke it down and they were like, all of that is is people saying that what you're doing is different than what I'm doing, but mine is better because I think it's better. That's exact exactly right. And that is the internet. And yeah, and that's exactly. And so I, I look at it as karate, because if you look at karate right now, what is karate? You have Okinawan karate, you have Japanese karate, you have uh, full contact karate, right? Kyokushin style and all its myriad branches that it's broken off of. You have what people term practical karate or practical bunkai or, or, applied karate yeah and like that like that's a topic for a whole nother conversation but that drives me nuts yeah because the the, the pause pause is is not like that's that's a pause we're still here yeah yeah yeah, i'm still here sorry that wasn't that was like a mental freeze here but all of that (laughs) uh like that drives me nuts it's like you 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 what is there's no such thing as applied karate or practical karate yeah it's or isn't teach teach what you want Mm. teach what you want teach how you want if you want to teach full contact more power to you bro there is a place for you to go do that Mm. i am not going to do that but that's great if you want to do it like i like i described i practice okinawa Kobujitsu. I do Yamane Ryu. I do Shimaha Shorinju. I teach people or I coach people to teach. I, I don't say that I teach WKF Kata. I don't, I don't like that terminology. Yeah. I, te- I coach people to compete in WKF style events. I also teach practical or, you know, again, I, I did it myself, right? Yeah. Just now. I teach self-defense related techniques to my high school age daughter who's going to be college soon mm. and needs to have some basic level of skills in case the worst case scenario she ever has to defend herself so we don't do any competition style wkf style sparring or any competition i don't t- i haven't you know she doesn't do any of that bouncing up and down doing whatever that's fine that has not, its not there's anything wrong with it not that there's anything wrong with it's it like a science that's field episode yeah but i am not going to show her that because there's no need to show her that she doesn't want to do it. There's, she has no desire to do it and it doesn't, it doesn't serve a purpose for her at this point in her training. Mm. She Mm. needs to learn these other skills, how to transition from standing to blocking, dropping, doing a, a throat grab. Why, why you step a certain way when you're doing the grab or when you're pushing the jaw a certain way, why you need to be careful where you put your knee because of how the person's going to land. Are you going to, are you stepping on their foot? Are you allowing them to do a break fall or mm. are you stopping them from to do a break fall to increase the damage when you bounce their head off the ground, working with my daughter and I, and I'm teaching her these things and we're going over these concepts of how you apply all of these techniques, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. And that's perfectly valid. I had one of my students on Thursday who had watched the Olympics, who's 13, I believe, come in and he's like, you know, 
trying to bounce and doing, he's like, and sensei, why are they bouncing when they're doing this? And I, you know, I explained trying to, trying to close the distance or to hide your movement in the distance or to be able to, to hide how you begin, initiate a technique and to, to deceive the opponent. And so, you know, maybe that's something that he will want to do. And so as long as you're being honest about what it is you're doing, yeah. don't, then, then you can do whatever you want as far as karate, but just be honest about it. Don't say that you're teaching bunkai or that yeah. you're teaching self-defense and then go teach a WKF competition class or, or do all of that. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're doing self-defense. But I, th I think for that, I don't think everybody understands what self-defense is and what self-defense isn't. Self-defense to me, maybe self different to self-defense for a JKA type kata or JKA type club who do the step, do the Ippon Kumite. So, so, so here we go, mate. Self-defense is different for yeah. you and for me. That, well, that's, and that's true too. And that's also has to do with, you know, even, even Bunkai, right? Yep. Uh, Which is the correct Bunkai? Well, I mean, whether there's correct, and again, when you yeah. say correct, is it based on technique or is it based on the underlying concepts? For example, and, and, I, and, I, and I also take this as a learning progression. Also in karate, when you're doing your techniques, the expectation that I have for my athletes is also tempered by their experience level. One of my friends, mm. one of my Okinawan uh, Gojuryu practitioner friends, when he goes to Okinawa, they talk about, he, the, at their dojo, they, they, like, they use the phrase, godan waza, godan techniques. So your technique should change based on your karate development. What you're doing as a shodan should not be the same thing. Or I'm sorry, what you're doing as a godan should not be how you the same as what you're doing as a shodan or a nidan. Yep. Your development needs to change. And even how we teach bunkai and how we teach kihon should be the same as well. When I'm doing something, it, regardless of style, how I do something when I'm teaching uh, my yellow belts is different than how I'm going to do it for my own training because I need to show them how to cross their arms to do, to set up, to prepare the block. Yep. Basic karate technique, right? But I should not be doing that. Even if I'm in a class setting and somebody else is instructing and I'm doing the moves, I should not be doing that myself mm. at my level. I would expect somebody at the Godan or Rokodan level to be able to move from one technique to the other without having to cross their arms like they did when they were a white belt. Mm. Yeah. But I had that was an example of something I had to correct one of my athletes on. Why are you? Because she teaches a lot of beginners. She's, te she's teaching at a dojo and she's teaching. And that has influenced how she is doing her kata. Why are you doing that move? You're creating an extra move that's unnecessary. Where if you just move more efficiently, you cut that out, and then and then it and then the move is faster. We talked about cleaner, right? By yep. moving faster, by moving more awesome. efficiently, and so that's the transition. The same thing applies in bunkai. There are people who, you know, when I've been shown, when other people have shown me the bunkai, it's like this basic, almost like one step sparring. Like I'm going to do this block, and then I'm going to do a gyakuski, or I'm going to step in and punch for a, a chokuski or an oiski. And then it stops, right? We're going to do one, two, mm. three, almost like a three-step sparring sequence. And that's not real bunkai. But 
you have to start somewhere. Yeah. But there also has to be the transition to the next thing. How do I move past that? But a lot of organizations or a lot of people get stuck at that beginner stage and it never goes past that. There's never the, the next part or it's not institutional or it's not uh, or they just leave it up to the individual. And then based on that person's skill level, they may or may not ever get to that. And then if they only know this very beginning part, then that's the only thing that they can teach. Yeah, and I, I talk about if you're doing karate for 30 years, you should be doing karate for 30 years, not repeating that one year of training 30 times. Correct. You're absolutely correct. I agree 100%. Like my, my, my karate has evolved since I stopped uh, and since my dad started, my dad retired. Um, just like we were talking earlier about the development and change of, of karate. Um, my karate has even changed since I started doing podcasts, learning more and more and, and understanding more about um, kata and karate and, and everything else. And, um, and if, like, a, I think I did a podcast earlier about life after Shodan. Mm. And most, most clubs, you know, I'm not saying mine's much different, but, you know, I think we all try to cram so much information into up to Shodan, so much kata, so much kion, so much everything to get that person to Shodan. And then there's nothing really after Shodan. It's maybe kata, like, you know, there might be advanced kata, whatever that is, or advanced kumit or um, kobudo, but there's not, there's not much after, after Shodan. So uh, I, I think my view on that is that that's kind of uh, highlights the, the Western view of training yeah, versus totally. the uh, Japanese view of training. And I, I like amazing. to equate that to how Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, grades, you know, mm. it can take, it can take 10 years. The average is 10 years to get a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. Uh, one year to get a blue belt, another two to three years to get a purple belt, another two to three to four years to get a brown belt, a couple more years after that. Because they look at the black belt predominantly as the goal. Mm. Whereas Japanese or karate, Japanese martial arts, shodan is just the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you've, I describe it as you've reached a basic level of you you can do or you've reached a basic level of proficiency in a basic level of techniques mm. and now once you reach shodan now you're you should understand a few concepts to be able to learn real training to, to be able to learn real techniques how to yep. move better how to move more efficiently how bunkai is really supposed to work and so this is the, what, what makes this difficult is uh, training has also changed mm. in that, you know, you, 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 you mentioned the uh, interview with uh, Oshiro sensei that you watched. Yes. And how he described his training with Kishaba sensei learning Yamane Ryu 
was not in the dojo. They never went to a dojo. I don't think, I think Kishaba Sensei actually opened his dojo after Oshiro Sensei went to the United States. All of their training was done one-on-one -on -one or uh, with uh, uh, Nishime Sensei, who's also in the United States teaching, uh, and maybe like a very small other group. So, but it was all done at Sensei's house yeah. in his garden or his outside. And that is the traditional way of teaching. And so, you're able to have a it's it's like a it's like a perpetual private lesson you can progress much faster doing that than in a group class setting yeah wherever it's so, a cookie cutter cookie cutter approach and so yeah. but because that's our standard way of training and we're not able to have one-on-one -on -one dialogue and i and i witnessed this and i'm sure you've witnessed it in class if i stop to a t to address the white belt or the yellow belt about something that they're doing what are the 12 other people doing yeah, while yeah. I'm having that? Is there a senpai that can come and continue to drill them? Or are they standing there waiting for the next command or the next instruction? Yeah. And so uh, that's just a byproduct. So when we talk about shodan, we try to cram so much in. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, the individual approach, it'll work for Apex Karate performance, though. Eh? It does. It does. Most the vast majority of us. Swings yep. and roundabouts. <laughs> well, look, we, we might keep it there because otherwise uh, my wife will kill me if we keep talking for uh, the next three hours. <laughs> All right. So, Sounds good. But, We've got to uh, save something for next time. Yeah, def definitely, definitely. We'll um, we'll we'll catch up again for sure. Um, so so how do we how do people get in contact with you? And is there is there a maximum amount of of athletes that you will take? I mean, like, uh, if you've got, you know, after uh, I, try to, I, try, I, try, this I try, I try to keep the cap around 10,000. <laughs> Dollars or people? Yes. Yes. <laughs> 10,000 yes. per athlete. Yep. Yes. Yes. No. Um, you know, you can, you can get a hold of me. I mean, I'm, I, you know, if, if I, I put it this way, first come first serve. Oh, and I, I kind of term it like early bird gets the worm first come first serve. So yeah. I, I mean, even here, you know, I've got a full-time job. Uh, I, I train on the weekends. I mean, I train personally at, at night and on the weekends and, you know, but I've had athletes, my, my own athletes come and say, well, sensei, can we train on Wednesday night? I'm like, nope, sorry. So-and-so got it first. So you got you know, come back at me with another date and I'll tell you whether I'm available. So, but, um, you can get a hold of me, uh, Apex Karate Performance on Instagram or Facebook are probably the best. Uh, yep. uh, that's that's the best the best way that you can can reach me if you want. And, to view. and of course, got to follow the podcast. I got to subscribe to the podcast and set your click, notification. Click here. <laughs> yeah, click here so you get that. And then also the YouTube channel, also very important. Yeah. And also definitely, you can definitely check the me YouTube out on channel. Bujin TV. The Bujin TV, yes. If you if Bujin you want to meet. James should have some money, but if you haven't, yeah, seen yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, as long as I just need you to put my, my PayPal, you know, thing right, right there. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send you the QR code. And you it'll it'll flash. Up. It'll flash. It'll exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but yeah, d definitely check out your YouTube channel because uh, it, podcasts are, are, are great. However, it's hard to hard to see the, the technique. So make sure you jump onto onto your um, Apex Karate Performance YouTube. There's so many so many great things in it. Um, concept of moving and um, and those sorts of things. But if you want if you want more personal attention, um, make sure you go through me first, so I get a cut, and then I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah. So, uh, but I, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. It was, it was great chatting, great, great talking about this and, and things like that. And I'm looking forward to the next time. Yeah, cool. All right. Thanks, mate. All right. Take care. Be safe. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Karate Over Coffee. And if you're enjoying the podcast and getting something out of the episodes, there are a few things you can do to help us. If you don't already subscribe to us on YouTube, please do so. We release these episodes every Friday morning, Australian time. Plus, we release some smaller espresso shots during the week on both our YouTube channel and our Facebook community group. You can also subscribe to us on our Apple or Spotify. Leaving a five-star review will be very beneficial as well. If you have any suggestions or topics or feedback or anything that you want to talk about, please put it in our comment section on our Karate Over Coffee community Facebook group. If you'd like to support us, please visit our online shop where we have official Karate Over Coffee shirts, hoodies, and mugs available. Your continued support is appreciated and a vital way for the podcast to keep moving forward. Thanks, guys.